Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we are able to do in His name. Amen. I am your running host, Dean Thompson. We are all getting older, but we don't have to get old. We'll discuss that when we ask a simple, uh, and then we're going to ask a simple one-word question that we're going to apply to, well, you can apply it to anything. Uh, And joining me once again to discuss these stories and a lot more. Run for God founder, Mitchell Hollis. Thanks for having me, Dean. Man. So Big Beach Marathon was yesterday. Woo! I would say, obviously, by the time we're recording this, or by the time this comes out, Big Beach was yesterday. So we're probably dragging this morning, <laughs> if I had to, because that's a long drive home. And Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, but it's Couch good. to 5K, couch to marathon is well underway at this point. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's a lot of cool things happening. Whole new bunch of new stories being written right now. Yep. Right. And we need those people to submit them. Yes. Once they're written, once that period's put, we need you to submit that story. <laughs> Absolutely. We should have a ton of stories come out now because I know yeah. we've got a bunch of people who just ran a marathon for the first time in their lives, and they need to write their story. Yeah. Right. For sure. Yep. All right, let's talk about this week's sponsor, uh, State Farm Brandon Combs. When you make the right decision, it feels good, like picking the perfect accent rug or choosing a good night's sleep over an all-night crime show binge. It feels really good to make the right decision on your insurance, too. That's why Brandon Combs State Farm, right here in Dalton, Georgia, is here to help you select the right protection at the right price. Uh, Brandon will make sure you understand your coverage so you'll know what to expect when the unexpected happens with State Farm Brandon Combs. It's easy to make the right choice. Just give them a call when you want the real deal. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Saw Brandon just the other night. We had an FCA banquet here in town, and um, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, that's a uh, that's probably my I don't know tenth one I've been to. Is it State I've been or to that the, many, the FCA banquets? Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, insurance rates. I got a text from him about my insurance rate. Really? I didn't get that text. As it was renewed. Oh. uh, Is it going up a lot? Significant increase. Like homeowner's insurance? No, uh, car insurance. Car insurance. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, I mean, I think everybody's, it's it's everybody. It's, It's not so... Yeah. It's just the way of the world right now. Yeah. So, but, I, you know, to have a, a an agent who will let you know what's coming before mm-hmm. it comes is awfully nice. And in a text message on yeah. top of that. So, yeah. 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 Pretty special. All right. We had a Facebook post from last week from Mary Priolo. Everybody knows that name. Countdown Mary. Um, and here she is. <laughs> 40 down. And down she went. <laughs> wow, it was cold this morning in Florida. Lows in the 40s with wind chill in the 30s. Now, y'all know how I feel about cold. Waiting, waited a couple of hours and finally got out the door at 9 a.m. Dressed in layers. First layer came off about 9.15. <laughs> Hashtag running warms a body. After mapping out the 20 miles earlier in the week, I was trekking along. First five miles were slow. Like, really slow but it was cold so whatever warmed up and got into a groove 
picked up the pace and was feeling great. Sun was shining, wind died down, and then bam, next thing I knew, I was on the ground. I have fallen before and usually hop back up, shake it off, and keep on keeping on. This time, though, there was blood dripping from my head and my Garmin was screaming at me, wanting to send an SOS to my contacts. Thankfully, uh, thankfully was wearing a warm, fuzzy ski cap so was able to get pressure on my eye, which somehow hit the ground. Apparently, head wounds are bleeders. It looked a lot worse than it was, but still, I still want to have it checked out. No stitches, but it's going to be pretty bruised. <laughs> Hashtag pretty eyeshadow. <laughs> Good job to everyone getting their long runs in. Sometimes we have a setback, but it doesn't take us out of the race. Keep up the good fight. We're almost there. Now, where's the Tylenol? <laughs> you know, I saw the picture of this. Did you yeah, see it when I she did. posted it? Well, I guess you did. You, you talking about it here. Mm. Man, she's a tough cookie. Yeah. That was a hard fall. That wasn't just a little no. a little normal fall. Mm. She she hit pretty hard, evidently, because she had a nice shiner. It's funny how sometimes we when we fall down, sometimes you go down so fast you don't even put your hands down because you just, it's like, yeah. boom, yeah. you're there. And uh, I've been there. Boy, I know it. Um, <laughs> when we say uh, training for a marathon is not easy, this isn't what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. This is this is not uh, the thing. Yeah. Uh, now, this can be, but. Well, kudos but, to me because I saw a what, few posts after that where she was already back out running and had that nice black eye. And uh, But she's a tough cookie. Good yeah. job, Mary, for getting back up and keeping on keeping on as you say oh just such an awesome attitude about it yeah. just like yeah it's this kind of stuff happens and coming on here to encourage everybody else yeah yeah you know? yeah it's pretty cool when we have uh th- this this openness that we have with folks and yeah. sharing their little, little vulnerabilities and the bad things as well as the good things yeah is always is always good so and of course i have fallen a number of times as have um, i and uh that's why i don't run trails anymore those Dude. roots, it's like they come out and attack me, you know. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> They're not just there. They attack you. Yeah, yeah. Well, she doesn't say anything about did she finish this run? Was this toward the end of the run? All I know is she had in five miles, and then I, so I don't know what I don't know what happened. Um, but that's what's cool about this post is that it's, it's not important. Right. It doesn't matter. If she finished it, great. If she didn't finish it, that's great, too. Sure. It's, it's whatever, whatever she had and whatever she could do. So... Uh, yeah and i'll tell you what when i i don't know what it was but when i was younger i had head wounds regularly i don't really? know why yes i remember somebody throwing a rock and hitting me in the back of the head with a rock i remember falling down on, on some concrete stairs um so many times I, I cut my head open when i was young and uh yes they bleed something terrible i'm sitting here trying to think if i've ever had a head wound obviously i got burned when i was young but I don't know if I've I've ever bled from the head or not. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I, it still happens to me occasionally. I'll hit a, I'll I'll hit my head on something, and I don't know what that is and why that is. But I'm so clumsy when it comes to is it because there's so many vessels? Yeah. In 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 our yeah. head. Yeah, and then it, it just it'll bleed, and it won't be much. But yeah. It'll bleed like crazy. Yeah. yeah. But let this be a lesson to everyone: when things don't go well. Even pretty thing, big things. Mm-hmm. But just keep on going. Don't panic. Just keep sure. moving. So we had a trivia question for this week, but I wanted to go back and talk <laughs> about the trivia question from a couple of weeks ago. So we said that the first woman on the cover of Sports Illustrated was Jackie Joyner-Kersey. 
Well, it turns out that's not true. It's not even close to true. <laughs> so uh, if we're I, being honest, here. I apologize to everybody. I read that in an article and I took it as gospel, which is one of the things that, you know, we talked about in last week's podcast. Yeah. But, you know, don't believe everything you read. So take a snapshot of what you just did. And I'm going to come back to it at the very end of the podcast. So right. I just I want to mark this spot for the end of the park podcast because I'm going to bring it back up. All right. So. All right. Well, it, tur- it turns out that um, the first thing I saw was that somebody had sent a- an answer in and said Mary Decker was on the cover in 1983, which was four years before um, um, Jackie Joyner, Kersey. Um, and so that was and it was very it wasn't just a, a little bit of a cover. It wasn't it was she was like sportswoman of the year. I mean, it was a big <laughs> and deal. You're thinking, oh, no. <laughs> so. Uh, so anyway, I missed that one. But then. Debbie starts going in and looking through, and she found some some site where it had every cover for Sports Illustrated. She went through them one at a time, and she found in 1964 <laughs> there were a couple of young younger women that I've never heard of were on the cover saying this is the future of women's running. And so, really, yes. And so I really blew this. So you one. didn't miss it by a little bit. No, I missed it by a lot. By a lot. Yeah. So if you're gonna so, do it, do it right. That's huh? right. Absolutely. So this week's. Uh, trivia qu- question answer or last week's question this week's answer um, the names Abel Mutai and Ivan Fernandez Anaya are linked together because of a cross-country race in December of 2012 what happened in the race that makes them linked forever and this is a great story I'm sure that a lot of people have seen this and just didn't know that that's what this was but these two guys are running in a uh, it wasn't a European championship but it was a it was a pretty big professional cross-country race um, in Spain, uh, just outside of Pamplona in a small town called Berlada, Navarre. And um, they're running this race, and and Abel Mutai, he was way out in front. I say way out in front. He was significantly out in front. And he got toward the end, and he thought he was finished, but he was confused about where the finish line was. And as he was trying to, he had almost stopped, like he was done, but the finish line was like 10 meters away. So uh, Ivan comes up behind him and sees what's going on. And instead of running by him and winning the race, which he could have done, he started shouting at at Mutai saying, you need to keep going. You need to, the finish line's up there. Well, Abel didn't understand him because he's Kenyan and this uh, Ivan is Spanish. So, uh, so finally what he did was he got behind him and pushed him. He would not cross the finish line first. And he pushed, uh, Abel I think I've across seen the, that the video line. or picture of that. It's a pretty, is it a pretty famous picture? It is. Cause you see him pointing. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah, it. I've, I've, yeah. I have yep. seen that. That's the one. I didn't know that's who this was. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it was just a, he just kind of gently pushed him across the finish line so that he would finish first. Because what a that's, great picture of sportsmanship. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Isn't it? And this is what he said afterwards when they asked him about it. They said, he said, I didn't deserve to win it, says 24-year-old Fernando Anaya. I did, I did what I had to do. He was the rightful winner. He created a gap that I couldn't have closed if he hadn't made a mistake. As soon as I saw he was stopping, I knew I wasn't going to pass him. Hmm. And yeah, that sportsmanship is, is good, but this is not as cut and dried as people make it out to be, Right. So do you remember, I think we were in Iowa and there was, we were watching the triathlon 
and it was the guys race. Yeah. You remember what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Schellenberger. No, it was, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, you, I remember exactly what you're talking yes. about. The guy went down the wrong finish chute. Yeah, well, he didn't make the turn. It was like a, almost a 180-degree right. turn, and he missed the turn. Right. And, um, and the other guy ran up and ran and beat him. Right. But I would argue that in that case, part of the race is knowing the course. It and, is. And, uh, and so I don't think that was wrong for him to do that, even though technically if that guy would have made the right turn, he definitely would have won. Yeah, it's it's just bad all the that situation was bad all the way around because that's one of those instances I put it a little bit on the race director. Yeah. A little bit because cuz that was it was a 180 like you said. It yeah. wasn't like a sweeping turn and the reason I kind of put it a little bit on the race director cuz as soon as uh I can't remember the guy's name that he missed it they ran out and put cones up and they actually had, when the second place guy came through, they were standing pointing him Yeah, because it was such a hard turn, but I felt horrible Yeah, for Schellenberger who was second. I can't, what is the guy's name? He, he's Spanish guy. He's a Spanish Luis. guy. Luis Ortiz. Yeah. Um, I felt so horrible for both of them. Luis was obviously just upset because it was a big race. It was yeah. world spots. Yeah. And Luis felt horrible. Cause he he was mad because he missed it, and then Schellenberger, who wants to win like that? Yeah, I mean he didn't he didn't want it. You could tell, right. Right. but luckily USA Triathlon did the right thing and they took both of them yeah. to Worlds. Um, yeah. They yeah. didn't have to. I mean they could have just gave it to Schellenberger, but yeah, it was just an unfortunate situation. Yeah, I guess my my point is is that this is great sportsmanship. If I had been in that position. Probably would have done the same thing, just seeing this yeah. particular situation, just knowing that he thought he was already there. I, I could I could do that. But at the same time, um, you don't know. I remember being in a race one time where about a half mile from the finish line, a guy was – he had created a gap for me, yeah. and, and this was for the win. And um, he stopped a half mile out and grabbed his, his ankle. Um, mm, I remember you talking about that. And, you know, he was hurt. Yeah. So do I stop or do I run yeah, by I think him and run to the different. finish line? And I, I think it is, but but at the same time it's a it's a gray area, you know? I mean yeah. he, he did wind up finishing finishing second place. Yeah. Just like nine seconds behind me. So he, he got up and, and continued to run pretty quickly. I think in this case, you know, it's well like well, you know, one of the famous another famous triathlon finishes were the Brownlee brothers. Yes. You know, the, they're two of the best triathletes in the world. Both of them's been in the Olympics, and I think it was Johnny Brownlee came around the corner, finish lines fifty yards away, literally or less, and his brother had him beat. I mean, handedly. Yeah. And when Johnny came around the corner, he saw his brother right in front of him, staggering. Yeah. I mean, he had obviously bad. hit the wall, body shutting down. Well, he put his, he kind of put his arm around his neck and mm. and kind of lifted him up and walked through. It was so funny. He pushed him through the finish line, and, and his brother hits the ground. Alistair <laughs> hits the ground. But he yeah. he forcibly made him beat him. Yeah. And that's another one of those instances. Now, the ones that are cut and dry to me yeah. is you've seen these guys celebrating. Oh, yeah. Before they even get to oh. the finish line, and then somebody beats them. 
They deserve it. Yeah, it's fair game at yes. that point. If you're celebrating before you even hit the finish line, you probably deserve to get beat. Yeah, so, I agree with that. Yeah, but yeah, it's we've seen several of those through the years. That, yeah, you know. Yep. Yeah, but it's always good to see these these sportsmanship situations where where somebody just does a, a just they're just it's it's human beings caring about other human beings. Anytime we see that, that's cool because that's just that's a picture of the way Christ wants us to be. Sure. For yeah. sure. Yep. All right. Well, we are, um, we got a bunch of 5K challenge people just getting started as well, right? So we got the cat into the new couch to marathon. The couch it's, to 5K. So they're running concurrently right now. Is that the right word? Concurrently? Right, right. Um, on the same track. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, we're a couple weeks into that now. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, but let's talk about, before we go to break, let's talk about the, the Run for God weekend. Because all the details are up on the Run for God weekend. Mm. This is where I always say the magic kind of happens on this weekend. Because if you're part of this ministry, if you're part of Run Club, you're you're on the social networks with us. You're 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 experiencing running with a bunch of people whom you've got to know, but you've never met. Yeah. Um, the Run for God weekend, April 14th through the 16th in Dalton, Georgia. If you can make it here, be here. Yeah, because it's, it's, it'll be worth it. It's the most inexpensive weekend you'll ever have. The only thing we actually charge for is dinner on Saturday night. Yeah, The race is free. Everything, the Friday night is is a get-together. Um, it We try to make it as inexpensive as possible because we want you to get here. Yeah. Um, but kind of the weekend, it's the Run for God weekend. So Friday evening, uh, we're all going to meet in downtown Cahutta, which is where you live. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple restaurants there. It's a really cool downtown atmosphere. You don't see these type of atmospheres hardly anywhere anymore. And when we say downtown, we mean small, small, small downtown. I mean, Cahutta says it's the center of the universe. That's right. It is. Um, yes. So we're all going to meet downtown. You can eat at whichever restaurant. There's a couple restaurants there's a pizza place, barbecue, right downtown. And then we're just going to have a kind of impromptu get-together. After that, we're going to have the mayor of Cahutta, Georgia, speaking to you all, who is also a Run for God graduate. Uh, so that's going to be a treat. Saturday morning is obviously the Run for God 5K. Um, it's free. If you're a Run Club member, it is completely free. We're going to be sending out codes for that probably in late March. Um, so just know that don't start emailing saying, where's my free code. We will get those out. We will have room for you. It's not going to fill up. Um, and then Saturday evening, we all come down to Grove level Baptist church, which is where run for God started. And we have some of the best Southern barbecue that money can buy. Um, and we have a big barbecue dinner. We, this is a time where we pass around the mic. If you've got mm-hmm. something you want to say, we're going to give you time to say it. Mm-hmm. Now we can't go thirty minutes per person, um, but we this is a time. This is a very special time. Yeah, um, where we just get to hear stories um, that just give you cold chills. Yeah, um, and then we've got we just announced that we've got Abby Green who is going to be joining us. Uh, Abby is a young lady that I've watched grow up here in the community. She's an incredible talent. She just released her newest single. She's on the road to doing some big things. I have a real good feeling that you're going to hear Abby Green on Christian Radio very soon. Wow. Um, her newest single is incredible. She's going to be leading worship. She's going to be playing during dinner. 
you'll get to know her. And then Sunday morning, we all show up to to do the heartbeat of what Run for God's all about, and that's we're going to worship together. Amen. Sunday morning at church uh, at Grove Level, uh, we kind of reserve the whole uh, south side of the sanctuary is <laughs> turns run for God. Everybody wears their t-shirts. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's just a really cool weekend, but we've said it before. You see people get out of their cars and they go up and they hug each other and you realize they're like best friends, but they've never met face to face. Yeah. And that is the coolest thing about the whole weekend is I know all these people when they show up. You know all these people, but yeah. many of them we've never met them. That's true. And it's um it's cool. So it it's a magical weekend. So please, if you can get to Dalton, Georgia, the weekend of April 14th through 16th, we've got some hotels willing to give some deals. Go on uh, runforgod.com, go to the um uh the members area, and then you'll see Run for God weekend, run club weekend. And it's got all the details on there. You can go ahead and sign up. The way that we know who all is coming um, is for you to sign up for the dinner. Your family's welcome to come. Uh, we do charge for the dinner. I think it's 20 or $25 or something like that. Best barbecue you're ever going to have. It's good. Um, but that's how we know who all is going to come. So if you can go ahead and sign up for that early, that way we can start making preparations and, and because like I said, we don't send the codes for the race out until a couple weeks before the race. But if you know you're coming, go ahead and get signed up for the barbecue dinner. That way we know who's coming. We can make plans. Um, but it's a really, it's, it's probably my favorite weekend of the year now Absolutely. because it's, we see people from Alaska to Ireland yep. show up and uh, we all get to make fun of each other's accents. That's the <laughs> best part of the weekend. Yeah. And there's a few weekends during during my year every year that are just my favorite weekends that I really look forward to. And this is probably it's probably the one at the top of the list. Yeah, because it sure. is so much fun. Yeah. Um, despite the fact it's a lot of work, it's that's what's cool. It's work and fun at the same time. Yeah. But, you know, like <laughs> the one I love about this community is everybody's willing to pitch in like on Saturday night. Yeah. You know, we got we got tables set up for 300 people in the gym. And last year, I, or the first year, I just kind of made the announcements. Hey, you know, it's going to take 10 volunteers, you know, two hours to put all this up. Or you can fold your table down and fold your chair up. And we had the whole place cleaned up in like 10 minutes yeah. because everybody pitched in. That's just, that's how this community is. Yeah. And it's so, it's so cool. It's fun to be part of. Yep. Hope to see you there. As a mom, I want to make sure we choose a cereal that's not entirely derived from sugar. Their car seats have to be nationally CPS certified, and their first car has to have every possible safety feature known to man. I just want to do my best to make sure that they're safe. One thing I don't have to worry about is the content they hear on J-Radio. Not only do they love the music, but I know it's only going to be a positive message that I would approve of. Now, if I could just figure out how to get my youngest from sticking everything up his nose. Sign up at JRadio.com and download the new JRadio app in your app store. All right, so we're back. And just, just one note from the last segment. We were talking about the Run Club weekend. You don't have to be a Run Club member to join us for this weekend. Yeah. You know, if you're unsure and you want to come just check all these people out who who run for for jesus 
come join us. You don't have to be a member to join us for this weekend. Yeah. Now you will have to pay for your 5k. Um, but, uh, but yeah, if you just want to come join us, go to, go to the members tab and, and go down to the run club weekend and check it out again. Family's welcome too. We want, we want your whole family there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Don't forget on, on Thursday nights, we have a live session on Thursday nights and it's a lot of fun. There's a time for people to ask questions and, and, um, you know, there's no telling what we're going to cover on Friday, on Thursday nights. Um, could be almost anything, but it's always been fun. Um, recently, we watched Debbie jump out of an airplane. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's always something. Did you did you see? Um, oh, my goodness. My mind's going blank. New Hampshire. Molly. Did you see Molly's picture that she posted after that live? No, I missed it. You know, I when we put up the the ad for the Thursday Night Live, uh, we just pulled a stock photo of somebody skydiving. Well, I realized I should have just called Molly because Molly did skydiving a few years back. Well, in typical Molly fashion, she did it in Run For God hoodie. And she sent us <laughs> pictures of that in a bright pink Run For God hoodie. Uh, and uh, I should have used that one. Yeah, but, uh, yeah that better. was that interesting live session. <laughs> All right. Well, what... You know, we just got through with this marathon. Long runs are a, a, a big staple of what we do. What, what's your what's your go to fueling option? How do you fuel for a marathon? For running, it's gels. Yeah, Is it? um, I can't really take on anything heavier than that. Have you tried like the gummies? Yeah, or I've, have you? You don't like them either. Yeah, I like. Sometimes I like the beans. I've done the beans before, and I like those because they're they're real tart. Yeah, and they kind of give you a, I don't know, a a boost. Yeah, really quick boost. I guess it gets into your system maybe quicker. I don't, I don't know, but it's the tartness that almost kind of wakes you up. Yeah, yeah, so, know, but, that makes sense. But um, I've, yeah, I've tried those. I, I have a hard time because you're breathing hard, and those beans they they get up into little chunks as you as you're chewing them. Yeah, and you suck some of that down your throat, and um. Yeah, I guess so. I don't run hard enough because well, I've never had that. Yeah, had that. But I did one time, I made the mistake of, I had a jail, and I was coming up on a water stop, and I took a jail, and I always liked the chocolate ones. Yeah. And uh, so I, I, I went ahead and took the jail so that when I got to the water stop, I'd already have it down. Um, well, I topped the hill to where the water stop was supposed to be. There wasn't a water stop yeah. there. Uh, it was, I had miscalculated where it was. So it was, I was running with a cotton mouth yeah, for a about a mile and that was not comfortable. So yeah. I always know where that water stop is before you take that jail on. Yeah. Well, sometimes like on some of my long runs, I'm out in, a, in an area where I just don't have any choice. There is no water hmm. there and I won't, I, I won't carry water with me. So, um, I don't have any choice but to take the jail and just, uh, keep going till I get to the water. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it's just, but I like, here's what I like to do in a marathon. This is, seems to be what's best for me is I like, I like to drink every two miles, but I only get a swallow every two miles. Mm -hmm. So that seems like a lot of drinking every two miles, but you got to realize I'm not drinking a lot right. at every two miles. And then every other one I'll drink Gatorade or whatever that it is that they have. And then every other one I'll drink water. And that mm. seems to be best. That seems to lay on my stomach okay. If I drink, if you drink all Gatorade, it mm. seems to it's bother my bad. stomach. Yeah. If I drink all water, that doesn't seem to be uh, good. So, that, you know, 
everybody's different. I don't want to say this is that's what you should do. Please don't hear me say that. So, um, the point being, you need to practice it. You do need to practice it. Runs. And if you're, you know, if you're, if you want to do it every four miles, every four miles is fine too. Mm-hmm. Just drink more mm-hmm. each time. Um, it's just a, it's a matter of volume over the, over the whole time. So sure. yeah, but definitely make make find something that you like if you're gonna if you're gonna practice it. Make sure you you practice it on those long runs. Well, and practice using what the race is going to have yeah. on the course. That's also important. Sometimes we don't think we love drinking Gatorade, and we get to race day and find out that the race has got yeah. something completely different. Yeah, and your body may not be used to that. So. It's a good idea when you sign up. You're not signing up for a marathon the week before anyway. So yeah. when you sign up for that race, get on their website, call the race director or whatever, and say, hey, what nutrition are y'all going to have on the course? And then start using that because that's unless you're going to take your own, that's your only option out on the course. So you yeah. need to figure out how to, to get used to it. Yeah, and they usually advertise that. All right. Um, another story from one of our favorites, Jerry Snyder. And this one, this one um, hits me in the heart. The old man at the lake. <laughs> the famous author C.S. Lewis once said, you are never too old to set another goal or dream a new dream. Not long ago, I was running laps around a lake when some kids set off a firecracker nearby. I turned to see what was going on and heard one of them say, look, you scared that old man. What old man? I will admit to having long gray hair and a beard to match, uh, but I wasn't ready then, and I'm not ready now to call myself an old man. I think of myself as a rookie in running shoes, a beginner in the game of life. The legendary funny man George Burns lived to be 100. He said, you can't stop, you can't help getting older, but you don't have to be old. I agree with George and with Zen teacher Shunrui... Suzuki, who pointed out, in the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities. In the expert's mind, there are few. If you and I want to keep our brain cells dancing, we have to keep feeding them new ideas, learning new skills, and stepping outside our comfort zone. The American humorist Will Rogers gave us this advice. Don't be afraid to go out on a limb. That's where the fruit is. Henry Ford stopped making cars long enough to observe Anyone who stops learning is old, whether at 20 or 80. Anyone who keeps learning stays young. Any good farmer knows you're either green and growing or you're ripe and rotting, and mistakes and setbacks are part of the fertilizer that keeps you, that helps you grow. The actor Mickey Rooney said, you always pass failure on your way to success. I was certain my life was over when I flunked the fourth grade. And then I learned about some famous people who didn't get it right the first time either. Lincoln, Edison, Disney, Churchill, Einstein, the Wright brothers, Dr. Seuss. With this new knowledge, I began to see things differently. Now, I consider myself twice as smart as I would have been with only one year in the fourth grade. (laughs) The first class I signed up for at Ohio University was creative writing. It was also the first class I failed. In fact, the school had to raise the price of tuition that year just to pay for the red marking pens used to grade my papers. (laughs) One year later, I took that same class with the same instructor. This time I earned a B. The secret is to never give up. 
When I was 16, I was hired as a janitor in a dentist's office. Part of my work was cleaning the toilet. 50 years later, I got a seasonal job at a retail store. Once again, I was cleaning the toilet. At some point, it occurred to me that I wasn't making the climb up the success ladder very fast. But remember that the tur- that turtle Aesop told us about? He won the race. You and I can, too. <laughs> oh, like George, Jerry never lets us down. No, he doesn't. You know, I just highlighted, you know, we, we do the, uh, the quotes. I don't even remember what day they're on, uh, in social media, but I I highlighted, I think of myself as a rookie in running shoes. Yeah. That's going to make the quote of the week. Yeah. I I love that. That's a good one. Yep. And this story kind of goes along with Mary's Facebook post a little bit, right? Mm, Sure. Just, Just keep moving. Um, in this case, you know, she fell down, you're older. There are things that can slow us down and can, can even stop some people, um, but they don't have to. Sure. It's, a lot of it is in the way that we think about it. So I've seen people who, I used to be a human resources manager, and I've seen people who retire, and then it's like a month or two later, they're gone. I mean, it yeah. sounds morbid, but the, the truth is, is that they stopped right. doing <clears throat> stuff. And we got to keep moving. We got to be active. Um, and, and we got to keep failing. I think failing is important. Sometimes we got to fail um, to to learn, and I think that's important. Uh, I failed two classes when I was at Georgia Tech. Really? And it was the same class twice. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I took history three times at Georgia Tech. Really? Yes. What did you make the third time? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Just barely? Probably. Probably a C. <laughs> Probably a C. This was at the time, this was early in my Georgia. My last couple of years at Georgia Tech were really, really good academically. My first three were not very good at all. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, I just had to get up and keep going. Now, one of those, one of those failings was there was extenuating circumstances. I'll just say that. And, uh, but, you know, I could have just kind of quit and gave Mm -hmm. up, but, uh, you know, just had to keep going. Um, Because the truth is, for me, I shouldn't have been at Georgia Tech. I wasn't smart enough. My SAT score wasn't wasn't high enough. My but you were fast. But I could run fast. Yeah. And back in that day, that was enough. Yeah. Today, there's no yeah. way. But yeah. back in that day, it was enough. Um, but I, what I, I guess the the bottom line is, is, I took advantage of the opportunity that I had in front of me. Sure. There was a point in time where I stopped running, and I could. I that was the reason I went to college at the time. Well, you know, part of the reason. And I stopped running, and it crossed my mind to either transfer to another school or to just drop out. But I thought it was such an opportunity for me because I didn't deserve to be there to start with. I might as well finish. I think we're, I think at times we all get paralyzed by failure. I think, and I think that's getting worse and worse in our society. Maybe. Right. Um, I, I have never, I don't think I've ever really been one to fear failure because especially as I've gotten older, I do look at it as, as opportunity um, mm-hmm. because you, you can't succeed unless you fail at first. And if you do, that success is chances are it's not going to last too long yeah. because that success that you think is there is actually failure in the making. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think we all need to, I think that's what holds people back from sharing the gospel, from signing up for a marathon for all these things mm-hmm. is the fear of failure, but failure is not, that in fact it's scriptural yeah um rejoice in your afflictions in your failures um because we know that that makes us better it makes us sharper 
Um, and so, and there's a ton of examples. Yeah. There, so yeah. Show me one success without a failure. Yeah. And you're going to be hard to find that. That's right. Romans 12 two, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, uh, the idea of becoming new is, is pretty odd, especially as you get older. That idea of being renewed is, is is pretty cool. And of course, this is this quotes from Romans. It's about our salvation, and um, and of course, nothing's more important than that. But this goes to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And right now, what we're seeing, I think, is we're seeing a world that is compromising, um, and we're and that's what it means by. Do not be conformed. That, that's part of this quote. Before that, it says, do not be conformed to this world. Um, but we're so busy compromising and going, well, I, I don't want to. We do it in the name. A lot of times, positive things. It's like, I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. Right. But, um, you know, we saw a guy in the National Hockey League just stood up and said, I have a religious conviction. Right. And I'm going to, I'm going to go a different way right. because it's black and white to him. And that's the way we should be too. There, well, there are a lot of things in our, in our faith that's black and white and we should treat them that way. Yeah. I guess the thing that really gets me is, is we naturally as, as fallen people, we naturally conform to this world. Mm-hmm. Um, but God calls us to be transformed, but, you got to ask yourself, transformed to what? He calls us to be, to conform to the image of Christ. It says mm-hmm. that in Romans eight twenty nine, mm-hmm. to be conformed. So we're we're being transformed from what this world says, and we're being transformed in the, to conform with the image of Christ. Conform. If you look it up in the dictionary, it says behave according to socially acceptable conventions or standards. You know, if we conform to the standards of this world. We are naturally, by just natural progression, we're going to progress further and further away from Christ. Mm. That is a fact. Yep. You know, things that are acceptable today would have never been acceptable 60 years ago. We won't go through the list, but just pick any social hot topic out there that society is trying to make okay now was not acceptable 60 years ago. And the things that are unacceptable today will be normal 60 years from now. And that's what's scary. And that's why we must conform to God's standards. You know, this is God's standard. I'm holding up the Bible. You know, I've heard it said some of some of my convictions. Well, that's just old fashioned. Mm -hmm. You know, first of all, they're not my standards. They're not, they're my convictions, but they're not my standards. And yes, they are old fashioned. In fact, they're probably much more old fashioned than you think. (laughs) Um, You know, the standards of God, they were recorded in scripture thousands of years ago. And if that's old fashioned, then yes, I'm, I'm proud to be old fashioned. You know, this is the number one best-selling book Mm. of all time. And you know, we've said that on here before. I looked it up when I was, making my notes here mm-hmm. the second the bible the holy bible has sold through the years five billion copies wow number two is of all things don Quixote's. yeah but guess how many copies it sold 500 million wow 500 million 
five billion. And yeah, I said I was going to come back to to what you said earlier. Yeah. You you were talking about you made a statement on here and you were having to come back and retract it and mm-hmm. you know it was wrong and all this. I was watching the thing. Evidently, there's some economic summit going on in Davos, Switzerland right yeah. now. I was watching on the news this morning. And the news channel I was watching was kind of poking holes in that summit, saying that they gave the highlight of the past five or six years of kind of their platforms. They're the things they were championing over the past five or six years and how time has shown that it was wrong. Yeah. They were, in fact, some of the things from the their historical, like their Facebook and their social media and their website, they've deleted it because it was so wrong yep. what they were telling the world to do. And that goes to show me this is, and we're not going to get political here, but these are supposed to be some of the smartest people in the world. And over the years, they've been false. The things we talk about on this podcast sometimes are false. Mm-hmm. You gave a false. We've we've said wrong things on here before and had to come back. Yep. This has never been false. Ever. Ever. It's the number one best-selling book of all times, and as many times as people have tried to poke holes in it, they can't do it. In fact, many of them come to the saving grace of Christ. That's right. Why do we why do we try to challenge that? Because yes, lost people do and that's understandable. But we do it. Mm. We try to say, well, that's old-fashioned. Yeah, well. <laughs> Call me old-fashioned. I want to be old-fashioned. If that is if that is the standard, is to be old-fashioned, then we should all be striving to be old-fashioned. But it's so easy to get pulled in society's direction, and like you said, we compromise. And that's the kiss of death. Yeah. Don't, don't you think it's fascinating? I just This just hit me that the idea of renewing our mind comes from that book. Sure. That's 2000 years old. Yeah. Right. The renewing of our mind comes from this really old thing, right? Which is pretty cool. But the reason why it does is because the renewal of our mind is not just knowledge, right? The renewal of our mind is knowledge combined with the, the wisdom to do the right thing. Right. So it's knowledge. You have to know, but you have to you have to apply it, and that's why it can renew our mind. Because it, every time we look at it, we've talked. How many times have we talked about the same scripture and talked about it at different angles? Because there's so it's so rich, it's right. so unbelievably rich. But back to your point, it's never been proven wrong. Well, the difference, the biggest difference in this book and all of the books on that list of the number one best or the the best selling books of all times is most of the books on that list were written by authors that died hundreds of years ago. The difference in this one, it's 2,000 years old, but the author's still alive. That's right. It's living. It's why you can read a verse today and read the same exact verse tomorrow, and it tells you something completely different. Mm-hmm. Don Quixote doesn't do that. That's right. Even even the great books like C.S. Lewis wrote. Mm-hmm. You know, the, things change sometimes in what he when, he when he's given his opinion on things. But... The Word of God doesn't change, it li- and it's just as relevant today as it, most every other book. Yeah, you can say, oh, that's old-fashioned. Yeah. You know, you read a cookbook that's 100 years old, and, you know, nobody cooks over fires anymore. We, we use the oven. That changes. But the principles in this book, 
don't change. And the fact that it's, 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 what would that be? It's, it's so 10 times, is it 10 times? 500 million to 5 billion? Oh, 5 billion. Okay. Yeah. 10 times. So a hundred, no, that's a hundred times. Hundred times more copies than any than second place. Is that right? Hundred times. Ten Am times. I getting that right? Ten times. Five hundred million. Five hundred million is half a billion. So, five billion is ten times. Okay. Yeah. We'll figure but that out. We'll figure lot. that out later. It's a lot. It's a lot. The point being, it's not even close. Yeah. So, we we will we will read something from a website of somebody we don't even know who wrote it. On social media, <laughs> knowing in our gut it's probably wrong, but it's what we want to hear, mm. and we'll take it as the gospel. But we will argue with this book. How yeah. dumb, and I'm pointing the finger at me, because All I this. do it just as much as anybody. Don't do that. Be old-fashioned. Absolutely. Jeremiah 29 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you plans to give you hope and a future. We talk a lot about God's plans for us. We know that he has plans for us, but we have to get out of the way. Um, that that's our biggest problem. I think with the plans that God has for us, um, you know, back when he wrote this, um, and we've talked about this scripture before. The Israelites had been in captivity for 70 years, and he's telling them, I haven't forgotten about you. I've still got plans for you. Um, sometimes we feel like God forgets about us. And as we get older, I think sometimes it's easier for us to get to that point because as we get older, there's certain things we can't do anymore. We feel useless. But the truth is, is that God never forgets about us and he's still got a big plan for us no matter what age you are. Back to Jerry's point here. Um, and God wants us to have a hope in that plan that he has for us. Um, I see people all the time. I remember I had an athlete who was, she was running the marathon in the national championships and she went out too fast. It was a mistake. She, um, got to 20 miles and she dropped out. Mm -hmm. Did she have to drop out? Mm -mm. No, she could have finished, but in her mind at that point, she just gave up. Right. And we have to be careful mm -hmm. not to do that when it comes to God, because sometimes we go through tough times. And when we go through those tough times, we think, God, is it still worth it? The answer is yes. Yes, mm -hmm. it is. And we need to keep moving. So, um, I remember what, what are you talk about? A, a, a the idea of it's, it, you, you got to stay focused. Uh, my old high school coach, which we've talked about before, needs to be on here at some point in time. Mm hmm. He broke his toe the day before mm -hmm. a 312-mile race yeah. and went through with the race anyway yeah. and ran 312 miles on a broken toe. Um, now, was that a smart thing to do? I don't know. But it's a heck of a story. Um, but the, the truth is, is that— He's no, a whole lot tougher as a result of it. Yes. I guarantee that. Yeah. Well, he's about the toughest person I know probably. <laughs> um, but that's, that's how tough we can be. Sure. That's how we can persevere. And the truth is, is no matter what— is going on in your life, no matter how bad you feel like it is, God can get you to the finish line mm -hmm. every single time. 
John 1, 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I love this verse because it's so simple. Yeah. The analogy is just God is light. Jesus is light. Darkness, no matter how hard darkness, and, 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 and the evil one's darkness. No matter how hard darkness tries, it it can overcome light. Yeah. It can be the darkest cavern in the pits of the earth that you you know, that's that's where you go to experience real darkness is you go into a cave. Mm-hmm. Cause you turn the lights off and you literally can put your your hand right to your face and the human eye just can't see it. Mm-hmm. But all it takes is the smallest match. Yeah. And everything lights up. And that that is God in this world. This yeah. world is a lot of darkness. Yeah. Um, but I just I just love that analogy. You know what struck me about this this time reading it, and maybe this is because I do a fair amount of writing and you so you, you look at the way things are worded sometimes, but it you notice that it says the darkness has not overcome it. Mm-hmm. If I were writing this in my humanness, what would I have written? I wouldn't Will have written not. that. Uh, yeah, will not, cannot, yeah. something like that, right? But he says, has not overcome it. And I think that what that tells me is this is this is living. This is, it has not because it, that just sounds like it's more current, right? Has not rather than cannot. I don't know. There was something about that that struck me as being so, um, so deep. Mm-hmm. that it has not overcome it. I don't know. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense or not, but here's a question. When was the last time you did something for the first time? I think I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I ran uh, a few weeks ago. I ran back to back 100 mile weeks. Mm-hmm. Now, 57 years old is not the time to run you to try that for the first time normally. Uh, but uh, I just, I wanted to do something different. Mm-hmm. I, I have this desire, and I know you're the same way. You have this desire. You want to do something you've never done before. Mm-hmm. And I, there's so many people who never want to get outside of their little, but I really, really thrive on it, and I really like that. And so I forced myself to go through two weeks of 100 miles, and um, it was totally worth it. Mm-hmm. And I think that when I realize that I can still do things like that, it, it kind of keeps me feeling young it goes back to that thing that jerry was saying we i'm getting older but i don't have to get old mm-hmm. and i'm not going to get old um, so debbie and i talk all the time about how isn't it weird how we how everybody around us keeps getting older and we don't yeah it's weird how that happens <laughs> that's, that's kind of our mentality yeah i mean I, I think the last time i did something i'd never done was walking that marathon yeah um I'm kind of doing things now that I haven't done in a long time. I mentioned before I come in here, before we started this, a track workout that I did the other day. And, man, it just <laughs> it tore me up. Um, so, yeah, I, I love, you know, I tell my kids all the time, do something hard. Do hard things. Mm-hmm. Um, hard things is where you grow. Hard things is where you get uncomfortable. And uncomfortable is where you grow. We just talked about it. If you, mm-hmm. if you don't have failures, you're not going to see those uh, real successes and i say real successes because a lot of times we'll see a flash in the pan and call that a success well the idea of a flash in the pan is it comes up and it goes back down um 
successes to me are, are lasting. Yeah. Things that can't be taken away. Um, and it, it takes failures along the way for that to happen. Yeah. And it takes doing things you've never done before. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wonder how much the the culture that we have now where you can go and talk about trying new things, the, the culture now is if you want to try something, you go online and you find an instructional video on how to do it. Right. And and you can find anything. And it's it's pretty cool. But I wonder how much it's hurt our creativity. Like oh, it, sure. it used to be that we used to try to dream up new and different things to do. And now what we're doing is we're, we're finding somebody else who's done it so mm-hmm. we can copy them. Yeah. And I wonder if that's hurt our creativity. It yeah. has. And I, well, as soon as you say that, I think of Landon because Landon, what I love about him and his woodworking is he don't want to, don't send him a video. Really? <laughs> yeah. When, when he, like the project he just got done out there, which was incredible. It was a desk and it was a credenza. But the lady said, Lane, get creative. And he literally, I mean, I wanted, I was pulling up videos of different things. And, and he's like, you know, don't, don't send me that. He, he wants to come up for it. Of course, he's also the kid. If there's a jig to help you do something easier, he's not going to buy the jig. He's going to figure out how to build that jig. Yeah. And then, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think YouTube for all its great things has, somebody said it the other day. I was trying to think of who said it. We, they said kids, but I say we, we don't sit and just think anymore. Yeah. When we think about, we need to figure this out. What do we do? We go straight to our phone and pull up YouTube and and that's great, but you're right. That, that critical thinking and and creative thinking, um, we, we rely on put the phone down. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it strikes me that movies these days, we don't do anything new anymore. In movies, yeah. movies are all. I mean, what's the most popular movies these days? It's the it's all the old comic book heroes. Yeah, those are some of the most popular movies these yeah. days because nobody's coming up with anything new. Right. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Another question: When did a setback become a setup for a comeback? Um. I think I look at this ministry. I don't, I wouldn't say it's a setup for a comeback, but I would say it's a setup to become better because setbacks often make you better. And I think we've had a lot of those through the years in this ministry. We, we start to progress then we take two steps back, but we'll take three steps forward and one step back. And I just think, you know, I was talking to Jared yesterday, the, the gentleman that kind of produces this podcast and, um, he he gave us a great compliment because you know we we hit fifty thousand downloads a few weeks ago and that's great but it's we haven't grown like a lot of people have you know a mm-hmm. lot of people they they start and they have this straight up spike and he said the way you guys are doing it is the right way the slow and steady you talked about the tortoise tortoise and the hare earlier yeah. um, you know we've done it slow and steady and it's it's our members it's we've done it organically which is the best type of growth. We have those minor setbacks and it, and it allows us to, to move forward. And I, I look back through the years and we can pinpoint them, yeah. you know, COVID being the biggest one, obviously, but what did that force us to do? It forced us into run club because yeah. run club was kind of something. It was, do we really want to mess with classes in churches? Right. That's how this ministry was started. It's how it's grown to where it is. And God said, well, I'm just going to take the groups and churches away from me for a little while. <laughs> yeah. And it forced us. And 
it's been great. Yeah. Now we're adding back in the churches and groups, and we've got both worlds now, which is, um, so yeah, I think, but it's important that you do look back. Just yeah. like Jerry's asking the question, when did a setback become a come set up for a comeback? He's got a word salad here. Yeah. But it's important that we stop and talk about stop and just think. Look back on your life and, and connect those dots and it'll give you more confidence going forward to do those hard things. It should, but what I see a lot of times, and maybe this is just a younger thing. Maybe we were the same way when we were young. Um, I, I see a lot of younger folks they throw their hands up and it's almost as if they want to quit when they have a setback. With the instant gratification. Yes. Yeah. And we have to be society. careful about that. Yeah. We have to be very careful with that because, um, you know, I mean, we have people with this ministry, they'll, they'll, you know, a lot of our merchandise, you know, when you order it, it goes through a process. We don't, we don't have huge amounts of stock. We, most, if you order a t-shirt, chances are it's being printed two days from now and then we're shipping it out. People, some people get so upset because, well, I ordered this yesterday, but I don't have it today. Yeah, and it's that idea that we want things. Yeah, now and that's that is our society. And if it doesn't happen, well, I'm just not going to take it. Um, well, then you add to that this idea that we we see this, and again, we don't want to talk politics, but the cancel culture thing where somebody sure. made a mistake. 10, 15, 20 years ago, and we're holding it above their heads. Well, think about that from a, a young person's standpoint. They see that, and does that probably paralyzes them to some degree. I'm mm-hmm. afraid to do anything because mm-hmm. I'm afraid that somebody's going to get me for it later. You know, I mean, I think there's a, there's a lot of pressure in, in, in us not forgiving mistakes. Yeah, I have a huge problem with that. Uh, yeah. We, we just talked about how important that, mistakes are. What, yeah. what if cancel culture was around when Paul was here? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Half the New Testament would have never been written. That's right. Um, you, you've uh, you got to forgive people. you got to forgive people, period. It's just that simple, right? Yeah. Yep. Last question. What advice do you have for senior citizens? What a unique question. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quit. Don't stop. Don't go home and sit on the couch. Yeah. Don't retire and, and hang it up. Uh, do an encore career. Do do something. Don't, you know, some people want to go travel the world. If you can't afford to travel the world, then go get a part-time job and, and travel the world part-time or, or, or just stay engaged. Because you're right. I've known a lot of people through the years who they retire and it's like, this is it. I get to sit around and do nothing. And and you're right. It, it yeah. goes downhill from there. And yeah. uh, that, that cognitive side just deteriorates quickly. We've, we've got to stay engaged. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm so proud of, uh, you know, Debbie. Has, she, she decided a couple of years ago that she was going to – she was going to be dedicated to the idea of getting in 10,000 steps a day. She had been running, and then she had all these problems with her lungs. It got to the point where she really couldn't run. She was trying to figure out, okay, what what, what can I do? You know, I don't have to just accept that I, I, I can't do one thing, but what, what can I do? Mm-hmm. So she started doing the whole thing where she, she walks 10,000 steps a day. And, like, today it's raining outside. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to rain all day long. You know what she'll do? She'll get it in the house. She'll walk up and down the hallway. Mm-hmm. Uh, she'll get in her 10,000 steps. She has gotten in 10,000 steps for over for every day for over a year now. Wow. And um, 
That's pretty impressive. That's that's the key. We've said it on here a million times, consistency over time. I was on the track uh, the other day, and the, the young man that lives in your neighborhood, what's his name? Nate. Nate. No, this was this wasn't Nate. This was Evan across Evan. the street okay. came up yep. and he was he was kind of peppering me with questions about running because he's really wanting to get faster this year and he was talking about training plans and cross training and I said Evan I said because I, I was listening to the things he said and realized he's very erratic yeah and and everything I said what do you think is the number one way to get faster training plans i need to call dean don't i i said no you don't need to call dean and what what was it he said next it was something about cross training you know he does hand-to-hand combat and all that kind of anyway i said the number one key to getting faster is consistency mm-hmm. and he kind of looked at me like i had three heads like yeah what does that have to do with anything and i i said you know anything we do consistently over time we get much better at than if we have some kind of strategy Mm-hmm. You know, getting out and running three miles a day, five days a week for three years, is go- you're going to be far faster than if you have 27 different training plans. You get hurt. You have to take two months off. You get, you know, you don't like what you're doing. You switch to this. You get a new coach. You, you're going to be much faster if you just find a process and you be consistent with it. That's true. Um, so and it's true. Yeah. How, how, how good of a metaphor is that for our walk with Christ? Don't complicate it. Don't make it fancy. Yeah. Just talk to God every day. Read the Bible. Do hard stuff every day and you'll be a better person. Yep, yep. One way to do that is the Bible in a year thing. We still have, last I checked, we still have over 100 people every day. Yeah watching the videos and so and those videos are not you can you don't happen up on those you have to be intentional about getting to them so yeah um, that's really cool to see so many people who are and it's not too late to join right that's right yeah you can join the Jump bible today. thing anytime so here's what i do if I, I when i was young my mother said you can do anything you put your mind to and i believed her mm-hmm. and so if i see somebody doing something i look at somebody else and i think if they can do it i can too and I think that that's the way. As we get older, sometimes we think we can't do. Mm-hmm. But go out there. You talk about YouTube, a good resource. Um, go out there. You'll find somebody else doing it. Mm-hmm. And if somebody else can do it, so can you. Period. And so, yeah. Now, you have to be smart about it. Sure. Don't, don't go crazy. You know, we. you, you don't want to be... 60 years old, the longest you've ever run is four miles, and tomorrow you're going to run a marathon. Yeah. That's not the thing we're talking about. <laughs> but um, being being older also means being wiser. Sure. If we can do that. We can do big things no matter how That's old what we they are. keep telling me, that the older you get, the wiser you get. I'm just waiting on that to happen. <laughs> do you struggle with motivation to exercise? Are you looking for something that will challenge you and inspire and motivate you? The Run for God Run Club is just what you need to get off the couch and on your way to a fitter, healthier you. Stop trying to get into better shape and do it with the help and inspiration of thousands of others who are going through the same challenges you face. 
Whether you're participating in the Couch to Marathon Challenge or any of our other challenges, or you're just looking for a daily pick-me-up to get active, join the Run for God Run Club today. You can join for as little as 27 cents a day. So what are you waiting for? Get started today at runforgod.com. We're back. Is there anything in the running world that you hear and you think, is that even possible? You know, you're, you hear it and you go, I don't know about that. Well, it's funny. Your topic you got here, that would have been mine. Yeah. I, I remember following this guy yeah. when he was doing this. And it's, yeah, how is that even possible? Yeah. The Iron Cowboy, uh, James Lawrence, did 50 Ironman triathlons in 50 days in 50 states. People have done, you know, the marathon that way, and it, and that sounds pretty hard running yeah. a marathon every day for fifty days, especially in, in fifty different states. But this is way more than that, yeah. way more than that, exponentially. Yes, yeah. um, and that's one of this was one of those things when I thought about it, that's obviously it's like how, how can you possibly do that? And there's a documentary out there about him see i didn't know that i saw your notes here and i, I didn't know they made a documentary on it i'd like i'll need to watch that yeah. is it on like netflix or i don't remember okay. I, I saw it years ago and it's uh it's i mean he had some pretty low points I and mean, he had some points where he sure, could I he mean, could hardly move but had to get up that i mean i would say iron man is they call it the hardest one day event there is but it's got to be one of the hardest things on your body that you can do in one day yeah i would think so um and to do it 50, and not to mention the travel in between. It's not like he was able to kind of stretch out and, you know, you're getting in a, a tube of an airplane or a bus. And it's, yeah, I mean, all the travel in between, the logistics of that is is crazy. Yeah, I think he had a camper. Okay. And, uh, they traveled around the country in a camper to, to get it done. And obviously to get to Hawaii and Alaska, they had to do something different. But sure. Uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, you look at that and you go, oh my gosh, how in the world could you possibly do that? But but he did it. So um, I still want to do a 100-mile race. That's one of those things that I, I still want to do. Maybe one of these days I'll get a chance to do that. Um, I can't you know, I can't really set PRs anymore. Um, so I have to find other ways to push my boundaries. And that, that's, that's one of the things that I've thought about. But You know, there's a... Uh a gentleman and we haven't connected yet uh we've emailed back and forth but i, I want to get him on this podcast but it's um steve canfield who i've mentioned before mm -hmm. he's he's a revivalist that's been to our church a few times he had a friend that he was telling me about last time he was here and uh he sent me a text the other day and said that this guy just hit a big milestone and and i reached out to the guy but we haven't spoke yet but a gentleman by the name of malachi o'brien um just a few days ago, he crossed the 100 marathon, 100th consecutive daily marathon. Now, it's not, he's not doing like races. He gets up at like three or four in the morning and he runs 26.2 miles. Every day. And then he goes about his day. You know, he's a, I think he's a pastor. Um, wow. But he's done it every day. He's on like 107 maybe today. Wow. I follow, I'm following him on Instagram now. So go check him out. But th that, adds a whole nother levels because most of the times when you hear this 50 marathons 50 states in 50 days there's a whole team around these people yeah 
well, this guy's just waking up at three in the morning and going to, and he lives up north somewhere, and it's like snowing a lot of the days. And, wow. Uh, but he's he's done a really good job at documenting it. But I would love to have him on here because he, I mean, he's a pastor. He he, yeah, he's ripe for what we do. It's yeah. just our paths have never crossed, and hopefully we'll make that happen. Malachi O'Brien. All right. Well, today's story goes right along the lines of: Is that even possible? Um, it's a time for Dean's thoughts, and that's a time when I share something I've written about the intersection between running and faith. So, uh, yeah, have you ever seen one of those headlines? You go, that just can't be true. Um, I know that I think that sometimes, and that this one, this story is called, really? A New York Post article recently shared a study on white potatoes. For years, we have thought that white potatoes were bad for us because they spiked our blood sugar and caused us to gain weight. Not so, says this article. It seems that eating potatoes is actually good for us, just as good, in fact, as eating beans. It says that since white potatoes fill you up so well, they, sati- they satiate you very quickly and lead to weight loss because we eat less of them. Yes, you heard that right. The claim is that eating white potatoes leads to weight loss. So let me ask this question. Do you buy it? I listen to a podcaster, Scott Adams, sometimes who talks about the really test. When something doesn't sound right, just ask that one word question over and over. Really? Really? (laughs) Really? Let's envision the study and then see what you think. Imagine that they set this test subject up and feed him potatoes. After eating them, after eating them, they do indeed fill him up. Now, since this study is about eating white potatoes, that's what he eats. Not French fries, no sour cream or butter, just potatoes, plain, dry potatoes. Now, an hour later, the testing administrator comes back and asks, are you still full? Because we have more potatoes if you're not. After all, we're testing potatoes, right? The test subject says, you mean those plain potatoes? Oh, no, I don't think I could eat another bite. That last bunch of potatoes really hit the spot. I think I'm still really full. (laughs) Of course he is. If all those potatoes were french fries or hash browns, he might say, absolutely, load me up with those tasty fries. But that's not what's being studied. (laughs) Let's try the really test. White potatoes help you lose weight. Really? 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 Now I'm being funny, and I'm sure that's not how this testing was done, but you can see that the possible flaw in this study, can't you? We don't eat potatoes this way. I bet the results are different for french fries. The world is full of shortcuts and ideas that make us think that what we're doing is perfectly fine when very often it is not. The truth is that a few white potatoes are not bad for us. And if that was all we had to eat, we might actually lose weight, but only because it would get old really fast. As long as we have sour cream, bacon, and butter, we're going to use them. When we do, we'll eat even more of them, and I cannot imagine that it would lead to weight loss. I'm not putting down the people who conducted this study. As a matter of fact, I think the best thing about this study is that it shows that almost any food can be fine in moderation. That's a good lesson. Be careful with what you hear about studies. While the facts may be true, they could be a little misleading. Another example is running plans that claim you can accomplish incredible things with less work. While there are people who respond to those things, 
and they are they are outliers. You cannot know, more likely, you will not accomplish big goals without hard work. So be smart and don't buy into those things that claim to work miracles with very little work. If you want to run a marathon, for example, it will be hard, period. Accept it. Even embrace it. When it comes to our salvation, it is really simple. Understand you're a sinner, that God has sent his son to die for your sins. Repent and accept him as your Lord and Savior. It is that simple. However, leading a life for Christ is not always easy. There are many challenges in living a life dedicated to him. The act of being saved from a life of eternal separation from God doesn't seem to pass the really test. But living your life in a God-honoring way definitely passes the test. The two go together. So, use the really test. Can I run a marathon on 15 miles a week in training? Really? 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 It will almost always lead you to the right answer. I say almost because using the really test doesn't work on the question of salvation. And that's just one of the reasons why the gift of Jesus is the greatest gift ever. Really? <laughs> I like this. That's a great story. Yeah. I, and it doesn't work on the Iron Cowboy. Because if you said that, you'd be like, really? You'd be like, no. There's yeah. no way. Yeah, I think, you know, I think I think you and I are kind of the same here. We're we're kind of skeptics anyway. I ask the question really a lot. Um, but I love your 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 idea about the the studies because you know they do studies are clear that like seventy percent of studies are made up on the spot. That's right. Right? <laughs> That's really? Right. <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think back to when I was a kid and going to my grandparents' house. I used to go there like two or three times a week. And I used to laugh because as a kid, I saw I saw this trend. One week, there would be salt on the table. Yep. The next week, there was no salt on the table. You ask your grandpa, why aren't there salt on the table? Well, I read a study and it's bad for you. Yep. The next week, it's back on the table. Well, I read a study and it's good for you. Yeah. What you said, pretty much anything food-wise. Now, I'm, I'm, I, that's going to have some some asterisks beside it. It's good in moderation. Yeah. God God gave us all these varieties of food and to cut things completely out or to only eat one thing. You're right. Yeah. Potatoes can I will lose weight. If all I have to eat is plain white boiled potatoes, yeah. there's no doubt I will lose weight because yeah. I will get sick and tired of them. And, but that's how many times, especially in this society, we do studies to help us get the answers we want to hear. Yep. That's and exactly and right. that's the way most studies nowadays, you got to look at who paid for the study, number one. Yeah. You know, because I, I would guarantee that if, if that was really a study, somebody which you said Idaho it, yeah, it. somebody in Idaho paid for this study. <laughs> you know, the, the Idaho truck that you see missing all the time, that's where he was. He was paying for this study, um, the potato truck. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a. Uh, well, and this, this also leads to another question another, and another thought, um, and that's what I, we call the dog not barking. Mm-hmm. So and let me give you an example. So Lane fast runner sure. right lane was running super fast on 
less than 30 miles a week. Mm-hmm. Well, who does that? Nobody runs fast on less than 30 miles a week, but Lane did. And if you told somebody that, somebody would think, well, maybe I can do that. And they right. would go out there and try to pound their head for less than 30 miles a week and make it work, and it's not going to work. They didn't have the whole story. They didn't know the whole story. Because the truth is, he's getting a lot of his fitness through biking and swimming. Yeah. Um, but that's that's what I call the dog not barking. And um, we have to be careful when we read studies or we hear about somebody who did something. It's social media. There's a lot of dogs not barking on social media. Some of these highlight reels don't show all the, the downside of where, where why yeah. they got and where they got to where they got. And uh, we, we just, we've got to be careful with that. Well, I had a conversation with my boys. This has been a few weeks ago because, you know, I, I, this is, this is the hardest thing with young boys in the age of social media. And especially like with Lane, you know, if it can make him faster, he's going to do it. He's going to try it. And uh, I've always really pounded, you can't, especially in the world of supplements, this supplement was mm. going to do this, and it's going to do this because this guy said so. And one of the best things that came out of the whole FTX cryptocurrency, you know, the guy, Sam Beekman Freed or whatever his name is, it was just all a big sham. This whole thing collapsed, probably the biggest scam in the history of the world. To me, that's not the biggest story. And I, I'm going to, this guy, I love this guy. I think he's great, but he made my point. Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm about to say? No, I don't. So Shaquille O'Neal was one of the big endorsers of FTX. He was one of the guys like Tom Brady, and I think there were several of them, but Shaquille mm-hmm. O'Neal was one of the ones saying, you need to download. I don't even know how you do it, but you need to be part of FTX and get into cryptocurrency. Well, after all this went south, you know, a lot of these celebrities lost a lot of money because they mm-hmm. were putting their own money in it. Not Shaq. You know what he come out and said? Cool. I don't even believe in cryptocurrency. Yeah. This really happened. Go look it up. He he doesn't own, he didn't own any cryptocurrency, but yet he was endorsing it. Because wow. why? You Sam Bakeman-Fried paid him a lot of money to endorse it. Wow. And I, I don't know, that was just, uh, man, I ran straight to my kids saying, look, guys, now, this is nothing against Shaq, you know. I, no. He... I love a lot of his commercials. I mean, he's he is the endorser of all. He endorses everything nowadays. Yeah, it's kind of a running joke nowadays. Yeah. Point being, we live in a day of influencers. Yeah. And there's a lot of influencers out there saying there's a better way to Christ. Let me show you this mm. other way to heaven, and that is rampant nowadays. We we talked about the best selling book of all time. There's no bigger influencer than Jesus Christ. Yep. No bigger influencer ever on this planet than Jesus Christ. Let him be. I mean, if he had a gosh, I mean, if he had a, he sold five billion book of his books. How many followers would he have nowadays on social media? Yeah. Follow that guy. Yeah. Don't don't follow the people that. that there's a lot of times there's a motive behind endorsements. And there's a motive behind studies, so be careful. Yeah. 
I thought about this from a salvation standpoint. You hear a lot of people say, you know, well, all you have to do is believe in Jesus and right. and you're mm-hmm. saved. And right. the truth is, is there's a lot on the back end of that. And um, I think about this from a training standpoint. We can have a great training plan and we can believe in that training plan. And we can think it's the greatest training plan in the world. And we can... Um, believe that it's going to make us the absolute fittest and fastest person you can be. And you can be a hundred percent convinced of that. But if you don't go out there and do what the training plan says, then you're not going to, it's not going to do you any good. You can believe in it all you want. Mm -hmm. And that's what Christ did. If you, if all you do is believe that Christ is who he says he is, and you don't lead a life following him and showing that you believe that, just believing it's not enough mm-hmm. the demons the bible tells us the demons believed sure and so um you got to be careful with that i just uh, you know from a from a relationship standpoint we got to make sure that that relationship is strong right and we have to you know, one one step further we have to when you have that training plan that you know is good you get up every day wanting to do what it takes mm-hmm. to do that the same thing applies to our our salvation we have to wake up every day wanting to do what christ has set before us for for that that thing and um really believing not enough you got to really want to do what you have to do most things in life are really simple most things in life are really simple it's whether it's money you know there's all kinds of money being made off creative money strategies Mm -hmm. when if you spend less than you make, you save some and you give some and you spend some, you will become wealthy one day. When a training plan, if you download a simple training, we, we always say there is nothing special about the training that we offer at Run for God. Mm-hmm. We simply put it in a package and offer the encouragement that goes along with it. But the training itself is really simple. Yep. It will lead you to your race. And an, an abiding relationship with Jesus Christ is simple. It's it's believing, it's confessing, it's accepting Christ as your Savior, and it's following Him. It really is that simple. But there's been scores and scores of books written on all these different subjects that try to complicate it, but it's not complicated. Keep, keep things simple. Yep. Because the truth is, when you ask the question, really? Yeah. The answer is absolutely. Yeah. While you're working hard to keep your body in shape physically, the music you listen to while you run can help keep you in shape spiritually. We've partnered with J Radio to put together a group of running playlists by Dean, Lane, Holly, myself, and others that you hear here on the Run For God podcast. Plus, you can listen to a playlist put together by members of Run Club just like you. Check out the whole station of Run For God playlist at jradio.com and in the J Radio app. Right, every week I share a reason why running is so awesome. This week, runner's high is real. Studies show that when we run, if we do enough, our body will pump out endocannabinoids. And those chemicals make us happy. And it's 100% legal. So uh, it's good for us. So 
there really is such a thing as mm-hmm. runner's high. Now, whether it's this mythical thing where we get in this zone or what, the truth is, is that when we run, we release chemicals into our body that make our body feel good and feel mm-hmm. better. And so, uh, runner's when's high. The, when's the time where you had the most obvious runner's high? Like you were in it and you're like, oh, this is real. Can you point to a time specifically? I don't know. I don't think so. There's just days where it's usually on like a long run where I'm just, I'll tell you one I remember. I was running from my home to a place where my grandson was playing a football game. It was a 17-mile run. And I, I started running, and all of a sudden my I was running way faster than I should have been running. And it just, every mile, it kept, it just, I kept running that fast. And I was like, I, I don't feel like I'm even tired. This is wrong. There's this, this, this is going to not end well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but I ran all the way through the whole thing. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, I think that, that that's one that, that sticks in my mind, but huh. I've had that happen over and over. Yeah. It's one of those and it's, it's kind of mysterious. So, um, we don't understand it completely. But what do you think are the best running movies? Would you, do you have a particular my personal favorites run the race? Is it the one that, Tim and Robbie Tebow produced. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Cause it's, it's not just about running. And to me, it is the, to me, it's, I don't know. It's, it's a great, it, it was very well produced. Yeah. Number one. I mean, they, they have some obviously bigger budgets. Um, that, that, that's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Chariots of fire. You got that on your list. Yeah. It's, it's up there, but it, Something about older movies, it's hard for me to get into. Even yeah. though it's probably the, I mean, it's arguably one of the greatest running movies of all time. Yeah. It's still how many ever years old? 40 years old now? I don't know. How, when was it put out? Uh, probably in the 70s, 80s. 80s. Yeah. Probably, 80s, it's probably 40 yeah. years old. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that one. There's a whole, and there's a whole bunch of, there's a bunch of Christian running movies. You mentioned mm-hmm. run the race. You also have overcomer. You have remember the goal, the perfect race. There's, there's a good number of, of movies out there, but you don't realize how many running movies there are until you go and you start looking for them. Mm-hmm. But there's a bunch, there's a bunch. Cause there's so many lessons that, I mean, it transcends mm-hmm. all different areas of our life that you yeah. can learn from running. Well, let me give you a few that are kind of lesser known movies that aren't real big that, um, that I really like that, that you could, that you could try to watch. Um, St. Ralph. Have you ever heard of that one? Never heard of it. It's uh, we found that by accident one day and we watched it. It's about a ninth grader who wants to win the Boston marathon. It sounds crazy when you start watching it, you think this is a low budget, but it's got a good story to it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, St. Ralph is good. And then, um, the long green line is about uh, a cross country program. Um, it's a really good uh, story about a cross-country program, uh, just a high school cross-country program. Um, and then uh, Running Brave. I love Running Brave. I've always loved Running Brave. I liked it when it came. It was a 1980-something movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the story of Billy Mills, who won the 1964 10,000-meter race in the Olympics. Um, you know, Billy Mills, he was, uh, you know, Native American. Mm-hmm. And um, there were some. There was a rocky road mm-hmm. for him to get there. Um, that tells that story. So that's a good one. And then the spirit of the marathon is a big for, for marathoners in particular. Um, that's a, that's a pretty cool one. So, um, 
Yeah, there's there's a like I said, there's a bunch of them out there, and there's everything from these low budget. I've seen some really low budget running movies um, to some really, you know, you mentioned Tim Tebow's movie, that and Overcomer, probably two of the yeah. Yeah, Overcover is another one. Chariots of Fire, I'm sure there was a lot of money put into that one. That was a pretty big movie. Um, So, yeah. All right, well, we're going to try something new for trivia this week. The question is kind of subjective, but I want a few sentences on why you answer the way you do. So that's the trivia thing for, for this week. I want, instead of giving the prize to the person who answers first, this week, I'm going to give it. To, I'm going to kind of judge the responses, and I'm going to decide whose answer I like the best. And you're like, "Well, how do I know?" It's whatever I like the best. So, it's completely subjective. I'm telling you up front, it's subjective. Um, but be clever. So, or, can we do this next week? Can you read the answer that you chose? Um, it won't be out. Well, the what? The week after you get it. The week after, yes. Yeah. The yeah. week after you get it, you'll yeah. read the answer. Yeah, we'll read the answer out. For so, sure. so be sure and send it to somebody for proofreading because if you're relying on Dean and I to proofread it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it could be a few sentences. It yeah. could be whatever you want it to be. But here is the question Is Forrest Gump a running movie? Mm. This is sort of like the Is Die Hard a Christmas movie, right? <laughs> is Forrest Gump a running movie? <laughs> Send that to dean at runforgod.com and uh, make your case for whether Forrest Gump is a running movie or is not a running movie. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that should be fun. Is there is there is there simple one word answer to that question gonna sway you either way? Whether it is or it's no, not. I don't Do you have word. a conviction one way or the other if is it a running movie? No, I really don't. Okay. I really don't have a conviction one way or the other. So okay. I may after this. If I get okay. enough responses. You might be compelled. Me. That's right. Okay. I very well may be. So try to convince me that it is or it isn't. All right, I'm going to leave you with this motivational thought of the week. This comes from Martin Luther King Jr. So good. People fail to get along because they fear each other. They fear each other because they don't know each other. They don't know each other because they have not communicated with each other. Boy, how timely is that? Yep. Yep. I just thought that would be a good one. Yeah. It's so true. Uh, With all the tools we have today, too, it should be easier for us to communicate with people. And yet it's worse than it's maybe Mm -hmm. ever been. Sure. uh, In some some ways. So. All right. So get to know somebody. Find out what's interesting about them. Go for a run with them. Go Mm -hmm. for a walk with them. Um, that's a good way to get to know somebody and then uh and wish me luck i'm going to run cross country race in a couple of days now where's this one this one is in virginia okay up near richmond virginia not too far from glen allen okay yeah so uh i'll be up there trying to trying to run my guts out at the united states cross country championships we'll go hard dean and i'm gonna hang around long enough to watch the pros run are you oh yeah normally i wouldn't i'd be back on the road trying to get home but yeah yeah there may be some, maybe some pretty cool dudes to watch. Yeah, so it'd be fun. It'd be Take fun. some pictures. Yeah, I need to do that for sure. All right, until next week. May God bless every step of every run. Go out there and shine your light. Good job, Dean.
For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.